0: Welcome to the Sea of Red football podcast. And there is no better way than we should start this episode than with a toast. I got my Kool-Aid. Grab whatever drink you got. I don't care what's in the glass because it's a celebration. We're going to raise whatever drink you got to the Liberty football team, the players, the staff, the fans, and to the new Mexico State Aggies. Because as John my co-host said, Mama, we made it. The Flames are ranked 25th in the college football playoff rankings. John Manson, Tuesday night, how we living?
1: Man, we couldn't be living any better, could we, Richie? It's a, it's a great day to be a flame, as we always say, and and no better than than tonight. This Tuesday night in mid to late November, we got so much football to look forward to, so much to look back on. But, uh, as our good man, uh, coach Chadwell says, it's just a checkpoint.
0: Just a checkpoint. Uh, that has become the mantra, uh, throughout this entire season, as we've gone through becoming bowl eligible, you know, winning that first conference game, becoming bowl eligible, clinching a spot in the conference, uh, championship game, and now becoming ranked for the first time in school history, uh, Super excited to have everyone joining us here this evening. We have an exciting show. We have Athletic Director Ian McCall joining us in a little bit. As always, Jason Porter and Brendan Schlittler. Uh, Excited to get an update from some of the guys on uh, the team. But, John, you just came off a call with the College Football Playoff Committee uh, in the whole press conference. Uh, I don't know what you call it in the industry. But tell us a little bit about what you heard uh, and what we could take away from your experience with that group.
1: Well, that was a lot of fun to get on there and, and actually talk about a team that's that's ranked in the CFP top 25. It's no more these these hypotheticals, but uh, no, we're talking about your number 25 Liberty Flames and and of course there's a lot of questions about, you know, Florida State and and the injury and how that affects things and Ohio State Michigan game and and the top 6 and top 5 and those in, in, at the top of the rankings. But there's also questions about Liberty and questions about Tulane and, and how can this affect the uh, group of five chase for that that uh, new year 6 bowl and and uh, you know it was a is a great quote that we had from uh from organ the, the chair of the cfp selection committee and and uh, i just tweeted it out and posted it on a com, so be sure to check it out there but he basically said that you know liberty just keeps winning uh, You know, all you can do is play the teams that are on your schedule, and that's all they've done. They put up a lot of points, they put up a lot, a lot of yards, and they just keep winning. And that's all you can do is take care of your business and and just keep keep it moving forward. And and uh, you know, it was great to to hear from him and and to hear that yes, the strength of schedule does hold us back some, but not to the point where as long as we take care of business, we still you know we still need some help. We need Tulane to lose, and we'll talk about that more as we get in, into the show. But uh, we can see uh, what's ahead of us. We can see how far we need to go, and and it's right there.
0: I was super relieved by his comment, the fact that he mentioned the yards and the points, that, yes, we are winning the games that are on our schedule. But when you look at those other metrics, I'm glad that that's getting taken into account. Uh, you know, We said, I don't know if it was on here or in, in a group chat, and shout out to all the Liberty group chats right now because they have been Popping for the last uh, hour and a half. I don't know if popping's still a thing, Caleb. You're gonna have to let me know if that's what the kids are saying. Um, but you know, we said in those group chats, we need something to happen. We need something really weird to go our way, to to put us in this position to be right there in that that top two or three spot. And New Mexico State beating Auburn was was just massive for us, and was that thing that we needed?
1: Shout, to shout out to. Uh... Get, yeah. To old ball coach, Hugh Freeze and and giving us a solid, right?
0: Yeah, we owe you. We owe you, coach. Thanks for uh, everything you did while you were here and all the things that you continue to do here. And I hope you go beat Fama this weekend. How great would that be? That definitely couldn't hurt. Um, Yeah, yeah, as well.
1: But but it's a great it's a great win. uh, You know, great great checkpoint as we say to to get to twenty five, and it does feel like a win for the Flames. I mean, we kind of been you know playing all these hypotheticals, doing all the crunching of the different numbers, strength of schedule numbers, and to see Liberty's name there, number twenty five, two spots behind Tulane, who's at number twenty three, is is just huge and. And uh, it, it really feels monumental for this program. I mean, again, it, it's just a ranking in mid November, the season's not over, you still got to take care of business. We go out and lay an egg Saturday, it's all for naught, but it is, it does feel like a huge checkpoint, a huge milestone. And you think back over you know, where this program has come in such short order. I mean, you know, just six and seven years ago, we're, we're out here losing to to the Monmouths of the world, the, the uh, Robert Morris's of the world. No disrespect to those teams, those coaches, those players. We were all there with you then. But, uh, but you know, as I tweeted and as you alluded to, Mama, we made it now, right? I mean, look at us now, right? And, uh, you know, Chad and I talked about it a lot over the past four or five years when when we were co-hosting the show here about, you know, just, just – you know, this is the perfect time to be a Liberty fan. Like, you couldn't ask for a better time. It's a perfect time because, you know, how many, uh, you know, alumni, how many fans out there of other schools have ever lived through what we've lived the last, you know, five years? I mean, we, we've gone from being an FCS kind of decent program to being the FBS Having you know a head coach like Hugh Freeze that kind of gives us national attention, getting ranked for the first time ever, having the first ever P five win over Baylor back in twenty seventeen, you know having the first ever wins over ACC opponent Syracuse, in state ACC opponent Virginia Tech, getting ranked for the first time, having a player like Malik Willis that just you know turned a lot of heads on the national level as he you know kind of rewrote all the Liberty quarterback record books, which are you know, two years later being rewritten by Mr. Caden Salter. But, uh, you know, and then have your first ever bowl game, your first three ever bowl games, your first four ever bowl games, your first bowl wins. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And and here we are, our first ever CFP ranking, and we could possibly be in our first ever New York Six Bowl. Uh, you know, again, we're, we'll have him on in, in a little while, Ian McCall, and we'll talk to him more about it then. But, Anybody that thought joining Conference USA was a bad decision, you've been proven wrong in year one. I mean, I I hate to to say that, but it's just the facts of the matter, right? I mean, if we were not in Conference USA, we wouldn't be sitting here. We wouldn't be ranked in in the CFP top twenty five. We wouldn't have a chance at a a New Year's Six bowl. But but we're here. Uh, Take care of business again. You got to do that, uh, or it's all for naught, as I said. But Man, what a great day! What a great milestone! Yes, it's just a checkpoint, but it's a checkpoint that should be recognized, should be uh, admonished, should be praised, should be talked about, and uh, we'll worry about UTEP when uh, Saturday rolls around.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I just look forward to you know twenty years from now when we're like, hey, remember that time we were ranked that that, that Tuesday night? You know, these games, these memories, these moments are going to be what fans talk about years from now i know i remember the win over ball state in 2010 and being one of the first wins over an fbs team and that was a huge deal going to just going playing in a play-in game in 2013 for basketball and just in 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 those 10 15 years uh everything has changed so again mentioned earlier shout out to everyone who's joining us tonight and, and i pose you a hypothetical before we bring in uh our next guests if you would rather be ranked in the college football playoff top 25 than hosting game day and losing like subscribe retweet give us a thumbs up it'll help us out so if you prefer college football playoffs than hosting game day throw us a subscribe on youtube it helps us out a ton it get, hosting it game to hosting so game more.
1: day losing game day and the game wasn't even on tv it was on some streaming channel so uh yeah it's a great day to be a flame. Big time! So
0: we're going to bring in uh, two of our favorite guests, Mr. Jason Porter and Mr. Brendan Schlittler.
2: Big B, how you doing tonight, buddy? How we doing? Got a little co-host tonight. Got a little co-host tonight. <laughs> yes, sir. Big CJ. Hey, man. Congratulations on Saturday. It seems like we're on repeat saying that, brother, but it's a good thing to be talking about for sure. So congratulations to you on on just the senior day recognition. That was so cool seeing uh, you take up about 15 yards with all your family. It was great to meet them at the tailgate. (laughs) Talk us through that uh, senior day recognition. What was going through your mind? How was that?
3: Yeah, senior day is always a special time. And I think you know, especially this year, being a senior, it's a whole different atmosphere. Uh, we know how Senior Day went last year, and you know that was definitely something we did not want to have happen again. Um, but I think when I think about the day, I think gratitude's the, the biggest word I can think of. Uh, you know, John was listing off the list of stuff that's happened over the last five, six years, and I've had the honor of being here for the for that time. And uh, when you get sold division vision by you know Coach Gill at the time, you don't you don't think that's going to be what happened. And uh, you kind of got to soak that in and think of all those moments and times you went through. And it was special for a lot of us. We're, we have four guys of our original class in 2018, uh, Noah Frith, John Graham, Tyron Dupree, and myself. And uh, to be four of like 30 something at the time, I, I commend those guys for sticking it out in a day and age where it's so easy to leave. Um, there's always bigger, stronger, better stuff on the other side. That It seems to be that way. And to have guys that, saw what this place could be and poured their heart and soul into it. It was cool to recognize them. And then all the guys that have joined us uh, since then have been a huge uh, addition and building this program. So it was just a great day. And as I said, gratitude was my number one feeling.
1: That's awesome. And, and hey, it's Thanksgiving week. So it's a perfect time to, to show some gratitude and be thankful. And and it's also the 50th year of, of Liberty football, too. So, how ironic is it that uh, we could be having the best season in school history on this 50th anniversary? We uh, had that uh, great alumni, football alumni uh, uh, <coughs> dinner a couple of weeks ago. And and some of the guys from the very first team were there. There was a great video put out uh, by Liberty Flames, Liberty Football on, on all their social media accounts, uh, uh, kind of looking back to that first team, looking back to Rock Royer, the first ever head coach who died tragically in a plane crash. And it was cool to kind of just relive that, uh, reminisce on that, uh, that history a little bit, but at the same time, you know, it's a great season this year. Right. And it's it's, it's great to, to be living in that. And and Brendan is also cool on senior day. Get to see you. uh You you dressed and and got in there for two plays. Might have just been two kneel downs. But, hey, you're you're still out there. You're still in in the uh in the I guess it's not the box score, but you're you're on the listing of the participation report. So, hey, right. we're not handing we're not handing out participation trophies tonight. But, hey, you, you got on the field. How, how nice was that to, to get out there on, on senior night? Yeah,
3: it was funny. I was joking. I said, well, PFF still gave me a 60%. So, (laughs) But it was awesome to get out there. Uh, The second I hurt my knee, that was my target. Um, Obviously, didn't know when I'm going to be comfortable enough to play and be back for that. But to be out there in uniform for senior day was the target and to uh, support the guys. So kind of before the game, I was trying to fire him up and say, you know, you got to get a big lead so we can take that knee. And uh, Because they've been all wanting to get snaps with me out there. So it was awesome. I think it was a full circle moment. And kind of realize what you've gone through the last couple months. And, you know, those guys have gotten to have their time to shine, and they put in the work to uh, allow me to do that. So – and there are certain guys I haven't been on the field with before. I haven't played with Chase Mitchell. I haven't played with, you know, Xavier Gray and certain guys. So just to stay on the field with them and what they've done this year, it was special.
2: Hey, Brandon, we got a question tonight from CJ. You got
3: time for that? You ready?
2: Oh, yeah. That
1: was the hardest um, team you ever played against.
2: Hardest team you ever played against?
3: Hardest team I ever played against. Um, Gosh. I would say personally the hardest matchup I had was NC State. Uh, the starting D-tackle, his name is Ali McNeil. He's a starting nose tackle with the Detroit Lions right now, uh, a couple years in. And uh, I think he has a good amount of sacks. He's a really solid player. Uh, and also their linebacker at the time, Peyton Wilson, is now on the uh, linebacker of the year watch list. Uh, so he was – it was a difficult matchup ball game, uh, had some turnovers. Uh, should have won it, should have held in there with uh, the field goal protection and banged her in the, to win it. But um, I would say that was the hardest game for me personally. The hard, the best team we've played since I've been here was probably – well, ironically, it was probably Auburn in 2018. I think we lost like 60 nothing. but uh, <laughs> they had a big D-line, Big Cat Bryant, uh, Marlon Davidson, I think – gosh, who was a quarterback? They had some good players. Uh, that team killed us, but the, my hardest matchup was probably NC State in
4: 2020.
1: So. Mm. Hey, Brendan, uh, tell us a little bit about RT Rogers, our special uh, sponsor of, of this segment each and every week, uh, live with Five Five. Uh, how can uh, our, our listeners and, and followers uh, learn more about RT Rogers?
3: Yeah, so RT Rogers, owned and operated by Greg Rogers, a Liberty alum, uh, based out of southern West Virginia, and uh, for main marketing areas, are south. East West Virginia and Southwest Virginia. Uh, They sell fuel lubricants, tanks, and equipment uh, for responsible, reliable, full service fuel providing. Uh, Just hit them up at RT Rogers and they will take care of you with uh, any of those fuel needs. Mm
1: Awesome! Thanks so much, Brennan. Appreciate everything uh, you've done. Watch, been a uh, joy to watch you grow and mature, and and uh, help this team along to to a lot of victories, a lot of monumental victories, and and uh, been fun to to see you uh, your journey this season as well, and getting back out on the field on Saturday, and hopefully you get to do it again for the years up. But uh, thanks for joining us tonight, Brennan.
3: I appreciate you. You guys have a good night. Have a
1: good luck, B. So, Jason, uh, tell me a little bit more about HOAs. Uh, what are some of the pros and cons of, of those and, and how does that affect the selling process?
2: Yeah, everybody's definitely got uh, different opinions about HOAs. They can kind of go one direction or, or another. But for the most part, um, HOAs are uh, in put in place to kind of protect the integrity of neighborhoods for sure. But I wanted to take it sort of on the buying and selling side real quick. Um, As a seller, when you've got an HOA, you will be asked to provide those documents as part of your closing documents to the new buyer. And uh, they will have then a chance to review those on the buy side. And they've got a period of, uh, of a number of days to review those documents with the HOA, make sure that they agree with everything, make sure that there's not something egregious in there that they can't live with. My running joke is they read the HOA doc and go, oh, I can't have a pet alligator. I'm out. Um, but it literally is a opportunity to step out of a contract. I've never had that happen, not the alligator portion anyway. Um, But uh, the HOA documents are definitely an important part, something you need to be aware of as a buyer or a seller. And uh, again, my information is across the top. love to be a resource to somebody if they have more questions about it.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, Jason, for your support. And uh, as always, go Flames and we'll catch you next time.
2: Yes, sir. Sounds good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, and, and let's get over to that Ironclad commercial. I think we got that keyed up, uh, producer three thousand, and and uh, it's been awesome to have them and, and enjoy some of that coffee and and some of their sweet treats they brought by the tailgate. Be sure to stop by Friday, December first, before the uh, big conference championship game. Get some more Ironclad, but uh, let's go ahead and run that uh, ad there.
5: Virginia's best and most Flames-friendly coffee comes from Ironclad Coffee Roasters. Ironclad Roasters serves up their beautiful beans at two cafes in Richmond, but you can enjoy their craft roasted specialty beans anywhere in the country by visiting www.ironcladcoffee.com. Place your order there, and it will be directly shipped to your doorstep. Whenever you find yourself in the capital of the Commonwealth, pay them a visit at one of their two cafes in the Richmond area. Ironclad's owners, the O'Rourke family, are proud Flames Club members and seasoned ticket holders. Now they're pleased to sponsor the podcast from the CRA. Hop over to www.ironcladcoffee.com. Now, to get your Virginia's best specialty coffee headed your way.
0: Welcome back. Shout out Ironclad Coffee. Uh, If you are joining us live, you can see we are joined by some incredible people. And if you are watching later on uh, through Spotify or whatever, we are joined now by Liberty University Athletic Director, Mr. Ian. McCaw. Ian, how are we doing this Tuesday night?
6: Richie, great to be with you. It's a big night for the Flames.
0: Always. Always is, especially uh, tonight. I finished my first. I got a little bit, little bit of uh, red Kool-Aid left. Uh, <laughs> but we are also joined by uh, Mr. Dennis Fields and his amazing daughter, Reagan. And uh, we'd like to give Reagan the opportunity to ask some of our super important guests uh, the first question. So, Ms. Reagan, take it away.
4: Hey, Mr. Ian. What is your favorite food for Thanksgiving, and what are you most grateful for this Thanksgiving?
6: Oh, wow, Reagan, good questions. Well, uh, favorite food, um, I'll I'll go pretty basic. I'll go turkey. I really uh, enjoy turkey, so uh, we're going to have some of that uh, on Thursday. And uh, I am so thankful for, uh, I guess, God's love and having a great family. That's cool.
0: (laughs) Thank you.
6: you. Great to see Uh, you tonight.
0: Yeah, shout out uh, Dennis Fields and Reagan. Uh, What a great question. And it is Thanksgiving week uh, and a lot to be thankful for, for sure. But uh, Ian, first question, huge night, Tuesday night, uh, past couple of Tuesday nights, we've been kind of eh, maybe next week and maybe next week is finally now. Uh, What does this mean for Liberty football and Liberty athletics being ranked in the college football playoff top 25?
6: Yeah, Richard, you know, huge milestone, obviously, for the program to to break into the top twenty-five in the CFP. You know, we've uh, spent a good amount of time in the AP and the coaches polls, and over the last several years. But uh, the CFP is the toughest one to uh, to crack into, and I think that just really shows the the program gaining more credibility nationally, and and uh, certainly uh, really excited about the fact that we're sitting number two among the group of five right now, and. Uh, we need to continue to to do our part, but uh, if we get a little bit of help, I think uh, things could work out and be uh, be really special for us here as we head into uh, to postseason.
1: Ian it seems like every year under your leadership, this athletic program and football program sp- specifically kind of takes uh, another step forward. You know, and and we've seen it again this year with the CFP ranking and and also being a Conference USA, getting to. Uh, host the Conference USA Championship game here in, you know, 10, 12 days, uh, whatever that may be on on December 1st at Friday night. Uh, How much does that mean to to Liberty, to its program and maybe to the to the Lynchburg community to be able to being able to host a a game like that? Be one of only two games that night, one of only, I think, uh, 10 uh, conference championship games that weekend.
6: Yeah, John. Certainly, it's a great honor, and uh, you know, for us to be in uh, year one in Conference USA to be hosting the championship, year one under Coach Chadwell. Uh, I mean, really, just uh, just remarkable, and certainly beyond uh, anyone's expectations. So, it's a great opportunity for uh, our fans to be able to support our team on uh, on our home turf, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, to putting our best foot forward, having a great crowd and a great atmosphere for this uh, championship game.
0: I'm personally disappointed. I'm I'm not going to make it to the game, but I'm, I will be rooting certainly uh, back in New Jersey. Uh, but one of the biggest things that is always changing in college football, week to week, seems like day to day. Sometimes their schedules. Any updates on some of the future schedules? Um, you know, I know you've talked about the the plan and what our goal is when it comes to that. Uh, is that still what we're looking to do? Uh, how is that changing with, with realignment? Such a hot topic.
6: Yeah, well, Liz, Richie, so so, uh, anyway, we're supposed to get our, our 2024 schedule from the conference fairly soon, so I don't know how soon that will be announced, but uh, we're anxious to get that. And, of course, our non-conference games uh, this upcoming year, we have Campbell at home, East Carolina at home, at App State, at UMass, so uh, that's 24. Uh, we do have uh, a change on our schedule with uh, Army, uh, who we had a home-and-home series with in 25-26 going off because they are moving to uh, – The AAC after having been an independent for many years. So uh, we're looking for a series to replace that. We've uh, got some irons in the fire and hopefully again, we'd like to get a really good uh, regional um, group of five rivalry if we can, or possibly uh, a power five if, uh, if there's one out there.
1: Yeah, schedules are always something uh, fans love to talk about, and and uh, you know it's worked out good enough uh, this year. We we heard from uh, Boo Corrigan, the uh, the uh, chair of the CFP committee, and and uh, he basically said, as long as you keep winning, it takes care of itself, right? I mean, you go eleven and zero and let the rest fall where it may. But uh, looking back, you know, going into the season, one of the big storylines going into Conference USA and. And uh, this first year was the the October midweek games and and you know looking back on that you've had a chance you know a few weeks to kind of reflect and uh, you know look back at, at how that affected the team the schedule uh the ratings on, on national TV and and how do you, how do you think that that uh, affected you know from attendance and, and national perspective and and just recognition of, of more eyeballs being drawn to uh, to Liberty and Conference USA yeah, John, definitely a, a positive uh, for sure.
6: C- certainly, uh, you know it's great for the community. Um, we we definitely had, uh, I, I think, an opportunity to engage some different fans who maybe uh, didn't come, don't come to Saturday games, but uh, local fans that were able to find a way to get out for the midweek games. Thought that was a positive. Um, I thought we um, we did a great job between our campus and our staff of really adjusting to uh, to to make that work on a Tuesday when you have you have classes and you have. Uh, you know, normal business activity during the day. I thought we really adjusted well to that. I was pleased with our crowds. And uh, certainly, as you mentioned, we've got tremendous national exposure. So again, very positive uh, experience all the way around. And uh, this will be something we do each year for uh, for many years.
0: Loved the weekday games myself. I had people that had never really watched Liberty before texting me like, Liberty's on. It's a Tuesday night. You got to enjoy that. So uh, cool to get that national recognition. Uh, So Friday night, championship Friday. I know I said I'm not going to be there. Make me feel bad about not going. Tell me about what you're expecting when it comes to the atmosphere and the crowd for the conference championship game.
6: Yeah, Rich, I think it's going to be great. Um, You know, if we can't get, you're the exception, but if we can't get people to come to a conference championship game to support an undefeated team, playing a team that just finished beating auburn not just beat them dominating auburn uh, i don't really know what else we can do to get you to come out but uh, you know again there are going to be people of conflicts and so forth but uh, we should have a really good crowd i know our students are going to be energized it'll be a great atmosphere and you know think about championship games both teams will have their bands there it really creates a, a dynamic environment so i think it should be a lot of fun and uh, we're looking forward to a great game
1: yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game. And, uh, you know, a group of five guys will be there and, and uh, doing a live show. Uh, li- their live podcast will be uh, a streamed right outside of gate one near our tailgate. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So hopefully fans can come by pregame and and, and take that in. And, and uh, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. So, so Ian. I'm gonna change gears a little bit. We uh you know, JMU was in the uh you know, had a lot of eyes on them in Harrisonburg this past weekend with with college game day. And they've obviously had a really good season and uh they're in the sun belt and I uh, got their first loss. I think they're ten and one now. And uh, ineligible, obviously, that was uh, one of the big things in the in the news recently. Is them ineligible for the their conference championship game, just like Jacksonville State in, in the Conference USA, and ineligible for a bowl game unless there's not enough uh, bowl teams eligible and, and whatnot. But but what what are some of the and, and again, I don't know how much you pay attention to JMU and some of the other teams. I know you're so focused on Liberty and not just football, but all the sports on on the Mountain here. But uh, what are some of the pros and cons maybe of uh, what JMU and their success has done, and and does that affect Liberty at all, um, you know, with with having a, another team in the Commonwealth that's, you know, really built a name and a, and a brand for themselves not not far from here in Lynchburg?
6: You know, I remember a number of years ago, John, when we were uh, trying to make the uh, transition to uh, to FBS, um, at that point in time, Oliver Luck, who was the uh, senior vice president or Mark Emmert uh, at the NCAA at the time, said there were really only two FCS programs in the country that I feel have the infrastructure to make the transition from FCS to FBS effectively. And they both happen to be in the state of Virginia. And he was speaking, of course, about Liberty and JMU. And then shortly thereafter, we were able to get the waiver to move up. And a couple years later, uh, JMU uh, did the same. So yeah, both both really impressive uh, programs and both impressive transitions. Uh, Both schools have done a great job You know, not just making the transition from FCS to FBS, but doing it uh, with success. So, um, you know, you certainly have to admire what what they're doing. Uh, I think they're a great rival for us. We have a series with them. I believe it's about 32, 33. So it's a ways ways out there with some of the other shuffling around. You never know. We might be able to put some more games together. But, you know, that's a great series for us in football and really for all sports. Um, If we go over there in football, we're going to sell their stadium out. If they come over here, they're going to sell our stadium out. And, uh, you know, that's a, a great rivalry and uh, one that uh, I think fans uh, get really excited about.
0: I'm all for, all for the JMU rivalry, so uh, count me in for that. So when you look at college football nationally, coaches need years to get into their program. When you look at Matt Rule in Nebraska, Dion in Colorado, Billy Napier in Florida, very rarely do you see a situation like coach Chadwell coming to Liberty, you know, the only other situation really is Jeff Brom in, in Louisville, but what do you think uh, has, has been the, the big factor that has allowed coach Chadwell to successfully transition to being here at Liberty?
6: Yeah, I think several things, Richie and uh, and John, I think, uh, you know, first of all, he, he came here because he had a very strong commitment to um, Liberty's Christian mission and to our university. And I think he really, uh, Ingratiate himself to our fan base and to our, our, our community uh, just, just with, uh, with his affection for the university. So that, that, that was really important. He's done just a great job of connecting with people on campus and in the community and, and, uh, and uh, you know, just uh, I think really relationally done a great job. And then the third thing and maybe the most important thing is he's done just an, an exceptional job of building the team culture and uh, a lot of people uh, no, he's the leader, but uh, Chad Scott, the strength coach, many other people have had a hand in, in doing that. We have a really uniquely strong culture in our football program. And to be able to you know, take half the team roughly that, that remained and half the team that are our new players and to, to blend them together and get them all on the same page and all pull in the same direction. Uh, really special job. So uh, I can't say enough about uh, the work that he's done and the leader he is for our football program. We're, uh, we're very blessed to have him.
1: Yeah, you you said it better than I can. It's it's been great to to see coach Chadwell and and the success he and the rest of his staff have had in uh just one year and and uh can't wait to to see what's to come, but hey, we got to enjoy uh enjoy this season while we've got it, right? We still got at least three more games guaranteed and and uh Ian, you know, there's been so much success going on on the mountain. You know, obviously the football team's 11 and 0, ranked in the top 25, playing for a conference championship game and uh, we could talk, go down the line, talk about all the sports men's basketball is undefeated, had a really good weekend in Myrtle beach. And, and I guess what I'm wondering is from your chair, um, are you able to, to kind of enjoy that success or are you so focused on, you know, what's next or the next thing I got to get accomplished, or are you able to, to kind of take a step back and, and realize how much success, uh, this athletic team this athletic program, uh, is having currently. Yeah, John, I
6: do try to take a little bit of time to to kind of smell the roses and and uh, you know express gratitude for for what's going on. Uh, God has poured out amazing favor on this this athletic program. But um, you know it's interesting. how you know, fans see see everything through the lens of the games and the scoreboard and and how things turn out. Uh, one of the things that that I'm really blessed to to be able to see is I get to see baptisms. I get to see what the student athletes are doing academically. I get to To meet a student athlete who maybe came from a different country and has just uh, flourished uh, at Liberty, Um, I get to see some of the community service uh, initiatives that that our our student athletes are involved in. So that those things excite me as much or more than uh, than what's going on uh, competitively. Obviously, we're having a great year, and and uh, I think we're going to continue to have great years. We'll go in the winter and the spring, but. Uh we're really blessed to have just an amazing staff, coaches, and student athletes. It's a really special place.
0: Now, to to echo what Ian said, uh, if you've ever been to any of our tailgates, Flames Rising tailgates, and Tailgate Town, you're going to get a chance to meet student athletes, and they are the nicest people in the world. They are there. They're talking to people. They're 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 playing with the kids. They're playing cornhole with everyone. It They truly are good people. And, uh, hey, R- Richie, tell. they're not
1: just playing cornhole. They're beating everybody in cornhole. Let's be Wax, honest
0: here. Waxing. I got beat 21-0. I mentioned it last week. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it anymore. Uh, but, you know, obviously football's not a success. A lot of the fall sports have wrapped up. We're now pivoting to the winter sports season. You know, basketball off to a great start. What are some other winter sports we should be keeping our eye on as we Uh, get into the the swing of that season.
6: Well, certainly, uh, you know, uh, swimming's won five five straight conference championships. They're a program that's going to have a lot of success, track and field, year in, year out. Coach Bingham and his staff do an amazing job. And and then as we head into the spring, um, you know, I, I really can't point to a program that I'm not excited about or don't feel good about. I think our winter and spring sports are really a strength. And uh, I think we're going to, uh, going to continue to, to thrive through those sports. So uh, that, that's what's exciting. I really think uh, uh, our programs are well-positioned to have uh, success across the board, and, and that's what we aspire to do. We want to be excellent in, in everything we do, and uh, uh, thanks to the people we have in place, uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of that.
1: Well, Ian, I appreciate you uh, you joining us tonight uh, on your Tuesday night to take a few minutes to to chat with us. And on behalf of Sierra Red and, and the rest of Flames Nation, we appreciate all you've uh, done for Liberty Athletics. And it's been it's been a lot of fun and uh, you know watching this this program rise and and uh, that's putting it mildly. I, I could I could gush about it for a long time, but but it's been a lot of fun to uh, to to watch. You know, not just you. I know. I know you don't want to take the credit for it, and and there's a lot of people that that have uh, been able to you know support you and the rest of this uh, athletic department. But it's been a lot of fun just to to watch this this athletic program truly rise, as as you guys say, rise with us, and and uh, we've been able to do that. So uh, thanks so much, Ian, again for for joining us tonight.
6: Hey, thank you, John. Thank you uh, for all you're doing. A sea of red is uh, just doing a great job of of uh, just being the place where people go to get information and learn about Liberty athletics. And you guys have done a great job of uh, telling the story and it's an exciting story to tell right now. So it's uh, fun to see uh flames nation grow. You guys have been a big part of that. And we really appreciate you.
1: Thanks so much. And uh, with all the winning we're doing, it's pretty easy to tell the story, right? Just, uh, you know, keep on winning, right?
0: That's it. Yes. Thank you again, Ian. Uh, very much appreciated, but it is that time we're going to hear from, uh, one of our other sponsors and it is one of my personal favorites i've been doing my research i've been doing my deep dives because i'm going to take a trip there one day not going to be this week not going to be next week but i'm going to be taking a trip to as i said one of my new favorite places leesburg florida producer 3000 play the video
2: It's real Florida, it's old Florida, and it's close to all of the Central Florida attractions. Crystal clear natural springs and one of the largest chain of lakes. The beautiful lakefront city of Leesburg offers the best in outdoor adventures, fishing, and quaint shops and restaurants on historic downtown Main Street. Come visit and see how welcoming a hometown city feels. Experience Leesburg the way Florida is meant to be.
4: What is up, everybody? Um, Not able to be on the show tonight, but that's not going to stop us from these locks. Um, We've been hot. We're not as hot as Richie, but we've been uh, staying in the positive with the locks every week. Another three and two week uh, last week. So let's go week 13, last regular season week before bowl games. Uh, And the first one, Iowa, Nebraska, under 27 and a half. I think this is even dropping to 27, 26 and a half. Uh, Potentially, if it stays here, it's going to be the lowest total potentially ever in college football. And we're going to stay with Old Faithful. Just take the under. Don't even get cute with the over. Just take the under. Iowa's offense, awful. Both defenses, great. Take that under. Enjoy the money. Don't even watch the game. I mean, if you want to, you can, but don't even watch the game. Moving along, another Friday game, 330 ABC. Big one for the Flames uh, to pay attention to. Uh, UTSA at Tulane. Uh, Tulane is a three-point favorite, and I'm going to take UTSA. Um, not even trying to be a homer here. When I saw this line, I was thinking it was going to be around five or six. Um, this is basically saying UTSA would probably be a one-point favorite at home, uh, and that's pretty shocking to me. So I like this. This seems like a good spot, um, and Tulane's beaten some a lot of teams by just small margins. So um, I think UTSA can win outright. Of course, we'll be rooting for that in general. Um, but I like them, and just in case Tulane somehow sneaks one out, we get a couple points. So UTSA plus three, Ohio State at Michigan. Michigan is minus three and a half. What I'm doing, I'm buying down to minus three. You'll probably get it like minus one twenty-five, minus one thirty. I've said now for a while, and I think I've said it on the podcast a couple times. Michigan. They are built to beat Ohio State. They're not built to win a national championship. They're going to get destroyed by an SEC team or somebody. Um, But they are built to beat Ohio State. And a cold game in Michigan in November, in the trenches, they have the bigger physical guys. They're going to dominate those trenches. um, And it's going to be tough for the passing game with Marvin Harrison Jr. and such. Um, So add in all the extra motivation Michigan has right now as well. Um, give me Michigan minus three. It could be a close one. So like I said, we're buying down that point to get it to a field goal. Uh, UAB at North Texas Saturday at 2 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. We're getting one last Trent Dilfer fade in while we can for the season. Not going to say anything about him like Richie. We're not going to get sued or anything like that. Uh, but North Texas team total over 37 and a half. I think this one's going to be a shootout. Both offenses have been pretty good. Um, and UAB's defense has just been awful think they're going to struggle to stop North Texas at all. Um, and really, I, I thought about taking North Texas um, on the spread, but their defense is pretty bad too. So I'd rather just go ahead and fade UAB's defense specifically. They don't want to be playing for Trent Dilfer. So North Texas team total over 37 and a half. And then finally, the Iron Bowl, 330 CBS, the classic spot. This is a classic Q-free spot. If we've ever seen one, losing to New Mexico State for two years in a row, Alabama just absolutely destroyed Chattanooga by like 50 or 60 points. Give me Auburn with two touchdowns. We took them when they played George, uh, Georgia with about the same line. And I think it gets to the fourth quarter once again. Um, and weird things happen in Jordan Hare. So Auburn with two touchdowns. I think they can keep it within that number. Um, and I really, really like them in this bounce back, spot. bounce back spot, just kind of buying low. Then finally, we have a money line parlay. Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl on Thursday, Mizzou against Arkansas, Texas beating Texas Tech, Oregon beating Oregon State, Syracuse, they just fired Dino Babers. Uh, Give me the motivation win there. And then finally, Washington over Washington State. Put those together, you get a nice plus 375. Uh, So that's all for my locks. We will be back next week.
0: All right, shout out CT for uh, hooking us up with with what I think are going to be some winners this week see my shirt john leesburg florida i told you i walk the walk i talk the talk lead from the front leesburg florida biggest fan in the world shout out sam stone uh for the t-shirt so
1: richie did you just go too, buy that did you just go buy that shirt uh during the ct lock segment
0: I wish I did. Uh, this was delivered to me. Uh, I mentioned it on the basketball podcast yesterday. I opened up a package. Package was delivered. My wife said, you got mail It says Richie Longshots on it. And I opened it up. Leesburg, Florida, because people just know how big of a fan I am. And I can't wait. I'm going to be there. We're going to take pictures. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So
1: I'm surprised the uh, mail carrier uh, delivered uh, a package to Richie Longshots. He's got to be cause so that, confused. That's not your That's not your real name. No. I was surprised by name. that. I thought that might have been your real name You know, a few years ago when I first met you, but that's not your real name, so I'm surprised he delivered it.
0: No, there's a few reasons I can't put my government name uh, out there. Long shots is not my government name. Uh, but we've been talking about the playoffs and what this means for Liberty and their chances at a New Year's Six Bowl. And that can't happen if we do not win out. So that is a piece of it. Uh, But what we want to do is bring on someone who is dialed into all things group of five. Uh, One of the group of five guys, they will be joining us Friday night for the, uh, not this Friday night, following Friday night for the Conference USA Championship game. And we'd like to welcome on
5: Mr. Matt Sprouse. Fellas, appreciate y'all having me on, man. I was, you know, as I came on here too, I saw Rich. I see Richie Longshots, and I'm like, if that's not this guy's real name, it needs to be because you should patent it, you should trademark it, and you should you should make some money out of that thing.
1: Hey, that's what we all call him. You know, I don't even know what his real name is. He's he's Richie Longshots. That's 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 all we call him. Nice, beautiful.
0: We we had a dinner uh the the night before football season started, and uh everyone's like. And there were like place cards out there. Everyone's like, that's that's your last name? <laughs> no, didn't didn't see that one coming, but uh, a lot, lot worse things to be on. So Matt joins us. He is one of the group of five guys. You see them all over Twitter. They have an incredible podcast that breaks down what's going on in the group of five. I, I love a good college football podcast, but when you throw on Josh Pate or Unnecessary Roughness. We're talking about Power Five. They're talking about Michigan. They're talking about Oregon, Washington, and Florida State. These guys break down group of five and now that we are ranked and now that we there's a there's a a, a path to the new year's six bolts to, to represent the group of five matt talk about what that looks like what's going to have to happen for liberty to get that spot
5: yeah i mean i i think and you mentioned it too obviously you got to win out um i think um you got to probably root for new mexico state to beat jacksonville state this week you got a huge lift with new mexico state beating up on auburn This past weekend. So now where, you know, I think most people, including myself thought, "Eh, you know, New Mexico state, it's kind of a, it's not a very big brand name. It's going to be an eight and four team probably, but now you're probably looking at a 10 win team coming in there. So that helps. And then you probably need to root for Tulane to lose. And you, you probably, I don't think this is right, but I think you probably need to hope for a UTSA American champion, because I think if you get SMU um, you know, they'll have, they'll have what the, what the committee will think, you know, better wins essentially, because everybody loves to hate on the conference USA schedule and which I think is ridiculous. Um, But I think UTSA being that they played Pretty poorly earlier in the season Their overall record is not fantastic I think that's probably What you got to root for in the American um, And then You know in the Mountain West I don't think I think you're going to be ahead of everyone Other than maybe UNLV You probably want to root against UNLV too If you look at a Boise State they have, Their overall record is not very good If you look at an Air Force Three weeks ago, I would have been telling you Air Force is a playoff team, but they have just collapsed big time and they, their losses are just bad. So even if they find their way to win the Mountain West, I don't think you got to worry about an Air Force um, and then San Jose State, they're red hot right now, but, you know, they don't have the big brand. and I, and And we know on our on our show, we talk about it all the time or I talk about it all the time. There's a there's a a book that I've read like three times called Brands Win Championships. It's a great read, and it is proven to us every week when we watch this college football committee get on there and talk about schedules and strength of schedules and wins and losses. And you, and and uh, so I think in that regard, I think the big brands in the Mountain West are going to have too many overall losses. So I say all that to tell you, win out, hope Tulane loses, and hope SMU doesn't win the american and i think you're there toledo now is a, is a, is a sneak is a sneaky one they they're, they are a field goal away from being undefeated right now and the mac gets the same hate the conference usa gets but they'll have if they win the mac they'll have two wins over a miami of ohio team that is very good so but they're not going to get the love
1: Yeah, Matt, I agree with what you're saying there. It seems like, uh, you know, it's Liberty or the American champion, more than likely. Um, What do you think, what's your opinion on with Liberty, you know, getting in there at number 25 tonight, uh, being that second G5 team behind Tulane? uh, What do you think is the likelihood of an SMU? Let's say that UTSA takes out uh, Tulane when uh, SMU wins the the American, what what do you think of the likelihood of an SMU overtaking Liberty uh, as the, uh, as the G5 representative, if they were to uh, win the American?
5: Yeah. I mean, I, unfortunately I, I kind of do think it's likely um, just because they'll look at Liberty beating a New Mexico state team versus SMU beating a UTSA. And I'll tell you, Worst case scenario for Liberty in that regard is if SMU beats a Tulane in the American, because then I think you probably will get past. Um, if it's UTSA, it'd be fun. It'll be fun to hear the debate. Um, but I, but I think I think you'd be okay in that regard. But I do think SMU, assuming they beat Navy this weekend, um, they'll be hosting the winner of Tulane UTSA. I think if it's Tulane. That'll be, you know, SMU may sneak up to 25 next week. You guys might be at 24, and then Tulane might be at 20. And if SMU beats a 20, they'll pass you.
0: Control what you can control. That's right. Uh, That's how how I'm looking at it. For a first year, uh, definitely nice to be in that mix. But talked about that UTSA-Tulane game. That's a big one. Yep. It's a massive one. Tell us a little about those two teams. Um, for for anyone watching, might not they're suddenly like, "Ooh, I got to now start watching other conferences and, yeah. and what's going
5: on out there." Tell us about those two teams and what we can expect to see that game. Uh, I think it's Friday, right? Yeah, that's the Friday game. Yep. Um, and then so they'll be watching. They'll be scoreboard watching the next day. But you know, they both were the favorites in the American coming in. Obviously, Tulane with what they did last year, unbelievable season. Beat USC. Beat the Heisman winner in the bowl game. This year, they come out with a ton of expectations, and we saw them live week one. And I will tell you this, they pass every eye test. I mean, they come out of the tunnel, their offensive line, their defensive line, their linebackers, they look it. They look the part for sure. And they came out the gate red hot. I mean, they they had Ole Miss to the wire with their backup quarterback. Um, Their starting quarterback, Michael Pratt, big time. NFL guy for sure, and he's just a, he's a gamer. It's not necessarily anything that he does. It's he's like that. I, I I hate to compare him, but he's he's like a Brett Favre. You know what I mean? He's just like making plays. Um, however, they've struggled quite a bit late. They've kept winning, but they haven't looked fantastic. They had one score wins over East Carolina, one score win over uh, Tulsa. So they haven't looked great as of late. Now UTSA has been the other way. They were the favorite. They came out pretty slow, lost to Houston, lost to Army. And now they are clicking. And it's funny because Tulane right now has a bunch of injuries. I think two of their top receivers are questionable or even out this week. Um, And then UTSA was like that earlier in the year. Their quarterback, Frank Harris, missed a few games. So he missed two of those early losses that they had. So they both kind of flip-flopped. Tulane started out hot and kind of has slowed down, but they've kept winning. So that's, you know, everybody always says that's a sign of a really good team. They don't play great, but they win. And uh and then UTSA is the other way. We had our show earlier today and, and my worry for UTSA is these Texas A&M rumors. Jeff Trailer, he hadn't denied it. I've seen the press conferences, these are these are stereotype answers for I'm out of here. <laughs> So, we've been there so yeah exactly there, you, done guys, yep. you guys know it exactly so so that worries me a little bit um now for UTSA though Frank Harris is in like his seventh year of college football so he's their leader they're 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 solid um but you know who knows I, just the way they're playing UTSA is playing a lot better football right now than Tulane is
1: yeah, that's definitely a much-watched game for uh, for Liberty fans now. So, so go ahead and clear your schedules Friday afternoon. Take your wife out to uh, some Black Friday shopping if she's into that sort of thing. Take her out to a nice brunch or, or whatever you want to do. Then get them back home, let her take her nap and, and, and tune into that game. And, and we're all roadrunner fans on Friday. So, right. uh, but Matt, before we let you go, I, I want to ask you about, you know, let's get back to conference USA. Liberty's got two games locked in got uh UTEP coming up. Obviously Liberty's a big favorite there, 17 points, but having to go on the road, you know, two different time zones away for, for, from Lynchburg, uh, take us through, some of that. And then uh, after you talk about Utah a little bit, we'll, we'll get into New Mexico State a little bit. But but what do you think about uh, this game for, for Liberty uh, against Utah?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that could kind of slow down Liberty right now is if they're thinking about, oh, you know, we, we got to win and we got to win big or, or they start thinking about anything like that. I think I think they'll be just fine. I mean, you do worry not that it's a ton different, but the schedules are a little bit different on Thanksgiving week. They might, I don't know what Liberty does. I don't know what Chadwell lets them do. If they, if he lets guys go home, if they have everything, everybody in the building. So you think about that a little bit, but Liberty's playing so good. And, and Chadwell has got them, you know, you don't want to look ahead, but they know they are so close, so close to getting to go to what is it? The Fiesta bowl and play a, you know, an Oregon and Alabama, uh, you know, somebody like that. So, so I think they will be locked in and, and UTEP, they just, they're one of the most disappointing teams in the conference. I mean, I thought they would be in the mix. I thought it would be, you know, Western Liberty middle and then kind of UTEP. And that just, that went out the window real quick. So I think, I think Liberty's just fine. Uh, going to utep i think they'll win i i do think that they will cover i think a 17 point line um
1: but they need to not think about that they need to just win <laughs> yeah you're exactly right focus about uh, what's in front of you and, and they've done a good job of that you know through 11 games this, this season so far and, and really the last couple of weeks have done a really good job of locking in but uh l- let's look at new mexico state briefly about a week out um you know get game you'll be in town for uh, looking forward to that. But, um, you know, what is New Mexico State? Obviously, they turned a lot of heads this week with uh, their win over Auburn. Not just a win, but they dominated Auburn. 31-10, uh, to 10, I think, was the final. I-, I watched some of the second half of that. But uh, what have they done to kind of right the ship? I mean, obviously, they played Liberty in week two. so That was a, such a long time ago. And, and uh, you know, they had losses early in the season, Hawaii, UMass. And it's obviously not the same team that we saw back in September uh, from what you've seen uh, of New Mexico State the past few weeks, what what have they done to kind of turn things around and, and get this thing rolling? To me, it's the quarterback, Diego Pavia. Um, you know, he's a name that
5: we've talked about on our show a little bit that he's he's what's gonna make them go. and last year he was pretty inconsistent. I think he started this year a little bit the same way. um and I think he's just for whatever reason hes settled in. And, I mean, they look – I'll tell you what's the most impressive thing about him is he – I think he threw a pick, and he absolutely dropped the Auburn DB. I mean, to me, that was like – I got on our show before that game, and I was like, you know, honestly, if I'm New Mexico State, I might play my guys in the first quarter, first half. Oh, big mistake that would have been. Um, but, you know, they they just came to play, and I think, man, they got something to prove too. I mean, they're looking at a – 10 11 win season if if they can you know upset you guys in Lynchburg and so that's not something you see out of any team in New Mexico very often so um they're just they're just playing good ball the quarterbacks playing good they're not turning it over they're playing smart i mean and and when you're you know most of these teams are not as as, as bad or good as everybody likes to think they are I, I think most of the teams are pretty even um but when you you just you know, turnovers, dumb penalties, and a and a bounce here or there, and you could go from being, you know, four and eight to eight and four, nine and three.
0: Yeah, that look ahead line for that game's like 13 and a half, 14 points, way too many points. I yeah. saw that and I went, nope, don't like that. I don't do not care. Uh, what Vegas has to say So you're going to be in town for that game You and the rest of the group of five guys Talk about that trip What are you looking forward to? What have you seen uh, from Liberty fans uh, So far on this uh, the, the weeknight games
5: this year? Well, that's the big knock on Conference USA, right? That month where they were playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays I mean, listen, I know it firsthand I'm a Middle Tennessee alum And it's embarrassing It really is And then when you watch You know, when you watch Middle Tennessee on a Wednesday, and then you turn it on Thursday and you watch an app state, and it's sold out thirty thousand, and you're like, man, the Sun Belt's got this thing figured out. But then Liberty shows up, and it's like, man, this is like just where we you've seen on TV. You know, there's very few schools at the Group of Five level where if you're watching a game on TV and there's a big play, a big defensive play, or a touchdown or whatever, where you actually hear that pop, you know, the the WWE entrance pop from the crowd. You don't. If you hear it on TV, that's when you know it's an electric environment, and that's what we've seen out of Liberty. And then, I mean, you guys on Twitter are, first of all, you, you got to have it because you guys are battling the entire Sun Belt and the American Conference every week, every time. I mean, God forbid we put you guys in our poll at number three or number two, and now you're at number one in our poll, which has really upset the masses. But you guys are, you, you're, you're a passionate fan base. And it's like, for such a relatively young program, and like, I got so much to talk about, I want to try to save it for our deal when we're up there on Friday about what I think is the future of Liberty and a fan base that I think is going to be a national fan base similar to a BYU or even, you know, not quite yet like a Notre Dame, but, you know, for a number of reasons, but. It's a passionate fan base. I mean, the minute we said we were coming and look, we're, we like to think like we're, we're the biggest group of five show, but we're nobody, man. You guys don't have to do anything for us. You guys could say, you know, forget you buy tickets if they're available and, you know, sit, sit with the students and good luck. But everybody on Twitter, I mean, I like has just been so come to this tailgate, come to that tailgate, come see us. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to be able to do all of it. So I'll apologize now. But so we got, we're getting up there Thursday. That's the game plan. Um, We're having like a meetup and and this is not for us. This is really, we want to get the New Mexico state fans that travel, some Liberty fans that are local, just meet up, talk ball. You don't get this often. You don't get, you know, where you can have two teams like this to just kind of hang out. And you see where, Even though you're in the same conference, you're you're technically rivals. You got that same mission because if New Mexico State was 11 and 0, they'd be fighting for the New Year's too. And so we're all—that's why we're here to fight for y'all to make it to the New Year's. And then, um, so we're going to meet at the clubhouse bar and grill in Lynchburg. Um, We're giving away a couple gift cards to the clubhouse, so got to be in attendance to do that. Uh, We just want to eat, hang out, play some pool. Um, And then Friday, we're going to be doing a live pregame show. Uh, from the sea of red tailgate area um just can't wait for that man i mean we, we should we should have a pretty good setup we're gonna have speakers out there um you know it'll look like a college game day but nobody promised none of us are gonna take our shirt off or nothing like that like like a like a mcafee does but um and then
1: we're gonna go to the
5: game, man. Enjoy the game as fans. Be be. I don't know where I, I, I'd like. Sometimes I like sitting with the students. It's the best. It's the best environment, you know. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we got
1: some fans. Uh, our our student group. You might have seen them some on social media. The Jokers. And, oh yeah. Uh, I know they'll welcome you over there if you wanna wanna get mixed up in into that group. The uh, the young crew. But uh, it'll be fun. But hey, Matt, we appreciate you so much joining us. Look forward to uh, to listening to you next week a- as you guys are in town. And and you know everybody listening, make sure you stop by uh, the t- the tailgate just outside of Gate One. That's where uh, Matt and his group of five guys will be doing their their show live, recording it live right outside of Williams Stadium. That will be a lot of a lot of fun, uh, you know. Just building to the pregame atmosphere. Really looking forward to it. But hey, Matt, uh, you know, t- tell those those of uh, uh, our listeners, you know, where they can find you and uh, the group of five guys, and and maybe a little bit about who you guys are and 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 where where to connect with you.
5: Yeah, hundred percent. So um, we're on all the social platforms: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's just at Group of Five Guys, um, and you can find me on there if you want to. I'm at sprouse underscore 68 um and then our show we do a live show every tuesday night um we just got done with that before i hopped on over here and then we do a live show every saturday well typically saturday morning next week we'll be doing it friday from your place um and they stream on youtube facebook twitter or x i should say um but yeah you can go to youtube subscribe to the channel it's just again it's just group of five guys um but yeah, man. I mean, we started this thing over the, over the frustration of lack of support. Um, but a lot of that lack of support I think comes from the lack of media attention. Um, and I think when you have schools that get talked down on by your mainstream people all the time, it causes the community and the fans to think a certain way about those programs. Um, the state of Virginia has it figured out though. I mean, (laughs) between Liberty, James Madison and old dominion, and then Virginia and Virginia Tech, I think the group of five has the better programs. Virginia no Tech, start, no they got great fans in Blacksburg. Great – well, maybe the best fans of the country in Blacksburg. But Virginia's got it figured out because everybody supports the school that they go to and the community they live in. Uh, but if you haven't been anywhere else, you know it's not like that. So that's why we're here, trying to hype it up, trying to bring that energy and that pride to these schools, man.
0: Well, Thank you for all that you do to to hype up the the group of five. And, and those schools that are looking for a little bit. So check them out. Stop by the tailgate Friday. Uh, I'm going to be mixing it up live in the, the, the YouTube comments during the live show and uh, looking forward to it. And uh, thank you again for for joining us this Tuesday night.
5: Awesome, man. Can't wait to see you all next week. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, what a, what a great interview. I love just getting to talk about some of the other stuff that's going on in, in college football because it truly is such a unique sport. And there's so much. There's so much going on, and and it's it could be like a soap opera sometimes. Um, I love that he mentioned that that he knows about Liberty fans on Twitter. There's some bulldogs out there. There There's some crazy people. Uh, I saw sickos posted like miles from stadium from an Olive Garden, and Liberty fans were like, "Nope, we're 1.4 miles." Update your list, like guys. It's 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 a list.
1: Don't disrespect Liberty on a list on Twitter
0: about Olive Garden. Like (laughs) big big game like. Big Game Boomer, they're in the comments. Like, how dare you said that Liberty fans' favorite Thanksgiving side was like lobster ravioli or something. I went, this Big Game Boomer stuff's got to stop. But uh, (laughs) what a great group of fans. And uh, we are so thankful. Uh, And I don't want to speak for John, but I know we are so thankful for all the Liberty fans out there that support us, um, that tweet us, that, that check this out live, that check this out later on, that come to the tailgates that are just involved. Um, I'm thankful for this opportunity this year to, to be on here with you, John, and Producer 3000 uh, backstage and CT and Zeke that, uh, are, are joining us this evening, us this evening, but well, it, it's well, Richie, been just so amazing.
1: Richie, even if it was just, uh, us sitting around talking, we would still do it and still have a good time. And that's kind of how this whole thing started way back in the day. But, uh, it's even so much more fun to, to have feet, uh, people listening to us and, and, uh, you know, kind of like, like he was just saying for the group of five guys, I mean, who are we? We're nobody, you know, we're just Liberty fans. We, we love the flames. We, we support the flames. We, uh, Live and die with. I mean, that's all. That's all I think about for the most part. And uh, you know, by this time of the year, my, my wife is starting to get upset with me and saying all all we're doing is watching football games, and basketball games, and and uh, anyways, I, I'm I'm fighting that battle. But but it, it's so much fun. And and uh, man, it's been a fun night, Richie. It's been a fun weekend. I don't even know what else to say. What else can we say? It's been a great week.
0: Word. It, it really is the golden the golden era and who knows what is going to happen in the next month. You know, if if things go well, we're going to be sitting here Tuesday, you know, two weeks, three weeks from now, talking about uh, a bowl game. No idea what that bowl game is going to be. Could it be a Peach uh, Bowl
1: against an Alabama? Could you imagine? Could you imagine, Richie? Peach (laughs) Bowl, Peach Bowl, Liberty in the Peach Bowl against Alabama. And there's like three or four things we need to happen. Two of those things being Liberty taking care of business. Yeah. And if that happens, it's a reality.
0: Yeah, I I told myself I wouldn't let my let me get like super excited about it, but now I'm kind of I went from looking at all right, what are the what are the bowl games in Charlotte and and Florida, and New Orleans, and I'm like, ooh, what's a flight to Atlanta look like on December thirtieth? What are my options? Um, and you know, again, not putting anything ahead of the time. Uh, uh, you know, the part the cart in front of the horse, whatever the old saying is, but. It's, it's a reality. It, it, it is something that is on the table. Uh, we are getting close to that table. And we're not at the kids' table anymore. We are at the table with the big dogs. Um, and that's it. it it's crazy to, to, to say that this is happening in our first year. And there are a lot of people that worked hard, not just this year, but in the years past that set this up to happen
1: right now. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier talking to Brendan and uh, you know, 50 years of Liberty football, that's what we're celebrating this year. And and there's been so many guys I've met a lot of the, the former Liberty football players, you know, from even before my time as a student and, and got to know them over the, the past, you know, couple of years doing uh doing a sea red in this podcast and, and the tailgate. And that's where we've met a lot of people and and it's so much fun just to hear their stories from, from when they were playing and, and what they had to go through and, And uh, even listening to Brendan, I mean, you you look at Brendan, he's a guy that, you know, has been here for six years. Like you go back six, seven years ago when he was being recruited to come to Liberty, Coach Gill, who was his coach recruiting him out of high school, was selling him on one day we will be FBS. We think it'll be while you're here. We don't know that yet. We think it will be come and join us. This is the vision that we have. And And, uh, he's gotten to see it play out in front of his eyes, just like we have uh, these past five or six years. And, and, uh, what an amazing story he'll have to tell what an amazing story we'll all have to tell. Um, my, my kids, you know, uh, they're growing up Liberty fans, and it's fun to see. Uh, they lose sleep over the games. They stay up late at night and, and watch the games, and and that's a lot of fun. We didn't see that. We're such a young school. Like I didn't grow up a Liberty fan. You didn't grow up a Liberty fan. Chad didn't grow up a Liberty fan. None of us did. You know, I didn't they, even
0: watch college football growing up. Like I didn't start paying attention to college <laughs> well, that, that's football. That's because you're from New Jersey. So like, so, yeah, exactly. So, so, so you're, an, you're, you're an oddball. You're an odd yeah, oddball. Yeah, Ray Rice, I'm in. Well, so, no, no, yeah, it, it's com- completely new.
1: Yeah, no, so uh, you know, it, it, it's been fun to see the growth of the program and and uh, how far we've come in such a short amount of time. But, but man, we we say we're in the golden era of Liberty Liberty Athletics, but let's let's have this uh, golden era last a little bit longer. I mean, it, we've been saying it for about five years, but there's no end in sight. Like, I mean. We got we got everything we need. We got the resources we need. We got the fan base we need. We've got uh, the facilities. We've got the coaching staff. Uh, we, we're in the conference that we need to to give give us the opportunity to have a path to a near six this year. Next year we're talking about a CFP. So man, it's a great great time to be a, be a flame. And and I've had a little bit too much Kool Aid tonight. So uh, I don't I don't know. I should stop talking.
0: <laughs> um and, and and last thing before we close out you know even if we talk new york new year six a lot Tulane runs the table and they get the spot over us it doesn't take away anything from from how awesome this season was uh that doesn't take away the the moments that we had the the, the past breakup against Sam Houston State uh you know those plays that that, that Caden has made and, and so many players coming on um but This has been such an awesome year, and I think it exceeded everyone's expectations from September Uh, and from August and July when when we were all talking about what the season was going to look like. So I do want to preface that yes, obviously it it is cool to be there, it is cool to be ranked, it's cool to be uh, at at the adult table. Uh, But at the end of the day, we can control. We can control. Um, Kyle just said it's a checkpoint, and yes, this is a checkpoint for this season. But this is also a checkpoint for Liberty moving forward year to year because the fact that we're ranked right now, it's going to be a little bit easier to get ranked again and again.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've talked about that before and, uh, it's even, even more so. I mean, we broke through that, that ceiling of having never been ranked to now we've been in the CFP top 25, that group, when they meet in that room, they know who Liberty is like, like before today, it was kind of like, you know, do they even know we exist? Like, you know, are they even like paying attention to us for all I knew going into night, they were going to rank a Toledo at number 25 over us. You know, we didn't know what to expect, but now we've broken through that barrier. And, and like we said earlier in the, in the year and, multiple times is uh this year is really you know if we make a new year six which we're so close to it if we make a new year six it's wonderful if we don't it's okay too we're, we still had a great year and we'll have a lot of stories to tell and it and the podcast where we recap this season, whether it's in the in the New Orleans Bowl against uh, a Troy or it's in the the Peach Bowl against an Alabama, it's going to be a great show. But, um, you know, this year is really just setting us up for next year because because, you know, if we get to a, you know, a 13 and one Conference USA champion or a 14 and 0 team this year and we bring most of our roster back going into next year, then it's going to um, be be such. I mean, th- that just sets you up. You know that sets you up because you could be talking about a preseason top twenty-five team, and and again, you have to, to have to do it again. I mean, you, you're gonna have to run the table again, or or be very close to running the table to to get back to this point again next year. But you you set yourself up, and and I know everybody says it's just year to year and all that sort of stuff, but that's really not true. Uh, like he was saying just a minute ago, it's it, it's programs. Uh, what what was his saying? He had it was um, brands win championships. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right. You know, that's why Tulane's ahead of us right now is because they have a bigger brand than Liberty as of today, based on what they've done in the past, based on what they did last year. You know, they went to what bowl were they in the Cotton Bowl and and they beat a USC. So that's why they have that notoriety. And, and it's well deserved. They, they deserve that. Uh, but we're just starting now and we're just getting there and this is just laying the foundation. And, and again, I hope we're in the, the Chick-fil-A bowl. I hope we're in the Fiesta bowl, whatever the case may be against a an Oregon and Alabama, whoever, but even if we're not, we've taken huge strides this season.
0: Yeah. I'm going to do one, one final cheers to, to Liberty football players, coaches, fans. Thank you to those who joined us live tonight uh, who are, checking us out later on make sure you like subscribe whether on your youtube spotify i can't keep track of all the the media platforms that the kids are listening to uh these days but on behalf of myself and john manson thank you for joining us stay hydrated stay blessed stay fly we'll see you next tuesday